Hi there, and welcome to another episode of Connecting the Dots with me, your host, Cassie Hubert. Join me as I explore the challenges and questions that come from pursuing a life of depth, connection, and artistry. Look, I know you're here because you're passionate, curious about so many things and creative. You love your family and you love your craft and yet you want to live from a place of deep peace and connectedness. This whole hustle culture that insists it's the only way to build something extraordinary just doesn't resonate, but it can be a really tricky path to navigate. So sometimes for courage and confidence, you just need a little bit of help connecting the dots. So hi again, it's me, Cassie, and it's my joy to be hanging out with you today. I hope you're doing all right. I wanted to talk about easing in gently. Now, I am aware that January has passed, and so the start of 2022 with all its shiny, new, happy, hopeful-ish feelings has definitely already run itself in. However, you may still be feeling the winter blues And that sense of exhaustion coming from yet another long year and, you know, another year filled with pandemic bits and pieces and still no back to proper normal, new normal, original normal, any kind of normal. Even if we've been relatively unscathed, we're still, still in some of the pandemic restrictions and with things going up and things coming down. And, you know, there's a lot to get your head around. And personally, I have found that this whole January leading in from the end of December, where I took quite a bit of time to not do loads of podcasting work, even though I tried to, because I just needed the breather. I needed the rest. I needed to stop. Now, I don't do loads of this kind of work at the minute, because as you will know, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, most of my life in the day to day is taken up very much with my children. However, I've needed some time to take a breather because I've been emotionally, physically and just brain space wise exhausted. Mental health wise, this time of year is not my favourite. You know, I don't know if you suffer with a SAD, you know, seasonal affective disorder. I've never been diagnosed. I don't know if they formally diagnose it or not, but it is a real thing. You know, the darkness outside, the dreary days, the cold, but maybe not cold and crisp and lovely and snowy, which always feels so fresh and exciting, or at least to me. Maybe if you live in Canada and it's like that for, you know, months of the year, you you lose your excitement. I don't know. To me, that still sounds very exciting, but it can really get you down. And it certainly does me. And so the only thing I can think of to do when I'm feeling low, energy is low and creative ideas are not exactly coming because your brain is so fogged up, is to ease in gently. Now, maybe you haven't eased in gently into 2022. Maybe you've hit the ground running, in which case flipping brilliant. Go you. I think that's amazing. If, however... You have found that the beginning of this year didn't really feel very different to last year. You carried your tiredness and maybe a slight element of heaviness into the new year and your creative ideas maybe aren't coming. Maybe easing in gently is something you could still do from now. So I've personally been dealing with a bit of a mental health challenge, you know, nothing specific, but just a lot of overwhelm. And so one of the things I found really helpful has been to do little tiny creative things, but do them in response to how I'm feeling. For example, I had a really rough day a few weeks ago and in the process of feeling really low and very miserable, I went away and, you know, I phoned a friend who couldn't speak at the time, but she was there, which is always good. I also tried to really sit with how I was feeling. I tried to say to my feelings, hey, all right, you're feeling like this. You're welcome, even though they're not fun. 
They're not my fun feelings. And I got out my iPad and doodled some creative art, just sort of expressing the blueness of how I was feeling. And then I stuck it out on Instagram and wrote something along to accompany it, which was hopefully not just to go, gosh, woe is me, because I don't think that's wildly helpful necessarily. I mean, it is to some people, but personally, that's not my choice for my social media outlet. But to also say, you know, it's really okay to feel crappy sometimes. And it's okay to struggle. And it's okay to give yourself permission to lean into those emotions. Was my day any better because of that? Well, marginally, because I'd actually not try to hide from what was going on but it didn't change the circumstances. However, being gentle with myself and not beating myself up for feeling rubbish or for not being able to do loads of stuff did help. Sometimes we can feel like in order to have a kind of success, whether that's professional or whether that's with our family life, you know, my daughter has been doing all the flower explosions at the moment. It's not been my favourite. Lots of clear up and our new Hoover doesn't seem to like too much flour so who knew there it hasn't been helpful for me to say well I've got to fix the situation with connecting with my kids because we unschool and I've been dealing with some stuff and having to go ah I maybe need to address this or this is triggering me in some way shape or form and so I need to lean into the relationships with my kids rather than being frustrated and the flower one was a really great example because I was frustrated understandably at yet another flower exploded kitchen but I also realised by the time this happened the third or fourth time that actually she was trying to bake. And so I could sit here and beat myself up. And I did put something else out about that and saying, actually, I realised that my job is to pull myself out. But I can't pull all of myself out when I'm totally depleted and sort out my relationships with my kids, sort out my house, tidy up, get all the house clean, somehow start work on a really cool project write everything. I still haven't put my cards up on the net. If you're interested, by the way, in buying cards for anyone who's lost a baby, I have made four cards, three of which are very specific to that purpose. They will be available for sale. Let me know, get in touch and I will organise that with you because they're printed, they're here, I just haven't put them up yet because my brain is so full. So easing in gently doesn't mean going, ah, it doesn't matter, but you can only do what you can actually do. If you don't have capacity to do more, there is no point on the planet in telling yourself, well, you should be. There can be such a temptation to try and get all of your ducks lined up. And then from there, you can really make things work. You know, for years, I had this in my head that if I just automated my life well, it would kind of run and then everything would work. I've always wanted to build a house and that's still a dream and still something I'd like to do. But I always thought if I built the house and then I used to peruse catalogues and go, I'll put this in and I'll put that in and I do that and then I have all the right clothes and then and then I can just start living. And I, to some degree, really believed that. And I think sometimes I can still fall prey to that idea that if I get all my ducks lined up and, you know, solve the puzzle that is family life and individual children's needs, husband's needs, wife needs, you know, the needs of fulfilling my creative ideas and the needs to go deeper in certain areas and also keep my house clean and all the things that just fill your head. I often still fall prey a little bit to that idea that if I can just get them all lined up, then then it'll be fixed. And then, of course, especially if you're tired or drained or have dealt with trauma or even just if everything else in your life is going beautifully, but you've lived through this pandemic, you're still dealing with some stuff, then you can't do that. And trying to do everything won't work. You can only go gently. 
one step at a time. And I don't know if you've read the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. I've dipped in and out. I've listened to him on a podcast with Brene Brown, which is very cool. can recommend it. But one of the things he says is every time you do even a tiny thing towards the kind of person you want to become, you are casting a vote for that person that you want to be. And that's a helpful thought as well, that the idea is that you're not working towards a specific goal, which can be helpful for anchoring and giving you a sense of focus. But you're working towards growing into this person that you want to be more deeply, then a little bit at a time goes a long way when you keep it up. Again, I have big ideas and my big ideas are often big ideas that aren't impossible for me to achieve. But when I'm overwhelmed, I don't have the energy to charge at them and do the big things and make it all come together. I only have the energy to do a tiny thing and then do that same tiny thing the next day. This could be as simple as committing to doing a roll down of my spine before getting into bed or first thing in the morning. I still haven't quite committed to which end of the day I'll do, but, you know, maybe I only need to commit to doing one roll down of my spine. Reality is I could do doing much more, but my brain is so foggy that I need to go gently. You might have a big creative project coming up. Maybe you've got a piece of work that's due and you're overwhelmed and you're struggling and you can't do it. Do you know what? Write a bit at a time. Set yourself a small task that you're a writer who completes their projects, even if the project takes longer. Just keep doing one tiny bit. Go gently with yourself. Do things that give you life. And if your work gives you life, but you're still struggling because that's part of when your joys do become work, they then lose something of their, this is my play space. You can still cultivate play within the work you do by just going, all right, I'll do a small thing. Because it also builds your confidence. And just overall, being kind to yourself is a whole journey that I've been going on for a while. I didn't grow up knowing how to be especially kind to myself. In my desire to go after big dreams, in my family's culture of going, you can do anything, which is both incredibly empowering and incredibly difficult. I haven't naturally learned to be gentle with myself. I've learned to push through. And I really hate the phrase, suck it up, princess, because it's just hideous. No, don't suck up something you really hate. Yes, of course, we all have things we have to do that aren't good or aren't our favorite or need to be done, like, you know, paying bills. Who loves that? I mean, I don't mind. I automate them. Again, you can automate some things, you know, direct debits are a genius thing. But, you know, we all have stuff that has to get done that we have a responsibility to. But finding ways to do that that appeals to our sense of play or a sense of making it easier in the approach is totally worth pursuing but you don't just have to suck up an attitude of getting through things because you have to there's always a choice as to how you approach it and you can still be gentle with yourself in that approach maybe you're kind to yourself and you make life easier by doing all your bills on one day maybe you're kind to yourself by recognizing that rather than trying to write a whole musical slash play cassie hubert maybe just keep plugging away over time and maybe a much longer time than I would prefer this musical will be ready it's going to be ready in a long way off at this rate but if I keep putting work into it it will gradually fill up like the book will fill up or or the notebook will fill up but doing a little bit often will really help your progress way more than if you give yourself self-talk that's like, come on, you got to do this. you got to make it work. Got to do it. I, no, I've just got to get myself sorted and get myself in there. I mean, none of that sounds very kind to me. And it's something I've had to learn. And I still find it hard. And you can still want more whilst also accepting 
where you are right now. There's nothing that says you can't want more. I want more from my mothering capacity with my children. I want to be gentler. But my stress levels have been higher. So you know what? Much smaller things tip me over the edge much quicker than I would prefer or than I used to be. But I can only do what's in front of me. So there's that tension of holding what you want to go further in and to not forget that there is always room for growth at the same time as holding that intention with the fact that if right now you just can't do more than show up, that is sufficient. Showing up really is powerful. And being gentle with yourself will mean you are more able to be gentler with other people, which will in turn have a knock-on effect on so many things that you are part of and will ultimately bless the world that you inhabit and the people who you influence, whether they're your family, whether they're your friends, whether it's just your self-talk grows into such a way that you build something more beautiful because your whole environment that you're inhabiting within yourself is actually one of peace and kindness. And you will find that creativity flows much better from that place. And just know that your life is way more precious and valuable for your being present in it rather than the stuff that you do. The stuff can grow. It'll probably grow slower. And that's okay. So all that's left for me to say is have a wonderful week connecting those dots in your life. Whatever shape that ends up making. Because it really is all about family, artistry and everything in between. God bless. Bye.